Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. Hi. So uh, the month of October is empower, right? Live your empowered life. That's my whole dealy do. So of course, empower has to be in here somewhere. And the definition of empower is to give power or authority to, listen to this, to authorize, enable, permit. So my question to you is, how do you empower yourself? Are you giving yourself your own authority to make your own choices, to live your life the way you choose, or are you giving your power away? Are you giving it away to someone who is disempowering you? And then the flip of that is, or are you surrendering that ego voice, that ego thing, so that to a higher power, right? To a higher authority, there's a difference. One's spiritual and one's human. So empower. I can't wait to see what happens with all these other podcasts this month. I, I'm fascinated to see how everybody's going to be talking about empowerment. How cool. Enjoy the show. So today we're going to go on a journey. Um, I don't think it's going to be a wild ride, but it could be. Um, at the minute I... Uh, laid eyes on this man, I felt all the energy systems and downloads occurring in my, in my grid that, I, that I've uh, been nurturing within my body and, uh, and mental and emotional and physical bodies. So I'm, I'm, we're just going to dive into the conversation. I want to welcome the author of Divine Genius, The Unlearning Curve, Adam Hall. Adam, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you, Susan. It's great to be here and exploring well the wild ride of it all and let's see what let's see where these winds and these this interconnectivity and all the magnificence wants to take us today well so so what caught me is the the tagline of your book the unlearning curve and and as i was um perusing it i saw that your journey your personal journey had a lot to do with unlearning. So explain to everybody what that is, and then we'll backtrack. Well, no, I, I love that because we we often uh, on the path, as we know, we're we're out seeking, we're whatever that may be for for each of us. Before uh, I was out in the world, and it was about slaying, but uh, that all that all changed around, and it was about okay, let's get on the seeking journey. And let's see what we can find, not to take a journey of endless seeking, but to take a journey of enriching our lives. So I, I went on that journey, and, and like many of us do, and you, Susan, as well, obviously, had some tipping point or point of which moved you in that journey, um, perhaps, and I'd love to hear more of that from you. But ultimately, that journey began one of you know, voraciously wanting to consume what's available out there you know, was 
studying Eastern and Western uh, traditions, reading voraciously, dropping into, you know, books like The Power of Now, and I couldn't get enough. And, you know, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm a very hungry soul ready for something greater than myself, because what wasn't working, although ostensibly I had it all, it just didn't feel good. So I said, what, what is that that I'm looking for? But ultimately, kind of, you know, fast forwarding here to your question, Susan, the idea of unlearning came with an aha moment that said, oh my gosh, I don't need to acquire anything else. I, it's, I, this has been given. All that I need to do is to unlearn a thought. And the one thought was that I'm separate from my heart, my soul, my body with yours, our planet, our mother, our father, whatever you want to call it, separate than the quantum field. And no, no. So just unlearn that. So I brought forth the divine genius, the unlearning curve is saying, okay, here's a pathway that's a straight shot right through kind of the old uh, inauthentic self into the authentic, authentic part of who I am. And I, I think you probably get a little bit of what I'm saying with that, don't you? Oh, I completely, uh, I completely resonate with that, Adam, because it is, uh, and this is why we're all here, everybody. If you're on planet Earth right now, it's because you're here to unlearn the block and and release the blocks that are keeping you from really knowing and being part of the oneness, the consciousness that we all are. And mm-hmm. and Adam, I choose to call that love. That, you know, just to be that place of oneness in a high frequency of love. But, but so, so in Divine Genius, part of the path is you, you went on a mystical inner search, but you were also out in the world hiking mountains and Amazonian forests and, and all sorts of things besides reading all sorts of ancient wisdoms and which is, which is, is a lot of what my path has been. Um, and you came or you were gifted, it sounds like, um, 13 wisdom teachings. So I'm curious about them because each one, when I was reading each of them, uh, it's like, this makes complete sense, but it, there's a paradox in some of them. Yes. Yes, and that, and that paradox is what is obviously creates the conundrum when we're on the path because we, we don't quite go, oh, I don't quite get that. I mean, what is in the mystery of the unknown? Oh, I fear the mystery of the unknown, right? So we, each of us begin our journey. And of course, the key, you know, which I loved about what you begin to share, that we get to create our own path. It's not a path of a guru or a teacher. We are the force of power within our lives if we, we choose are. to be that. And that frequency of love, as you referred it to it, is the one that really I felt called me. And it called me to take this journey that I share and the wisdom teachings that come forth in the divine genius, the unlearning curve. It called me to, to take the journey into that mystery, so to speak. And at the same time, keep my foot and stay grounded in this world. In other right. words, the journey from my 3D everyday Adam, father of three daughters, grandfather of five 
daughters, beloved one to others and service, but also a soul in my own learning and my own fallibility of, of my humanness. And in that journey that I took, I share the story, an 81 day quest. And in that quest is the, is the, it, it reveals these 13 wisdom teachings. And those teachings uh, are, are profound because they're universal. All of us have wisdom. My goodness, I just have a one-year-old granddaughter now named Jada, and she's sharing her wisdom with me, reminding Pops, as I'm known, to be magical like she is. <laughs> I got remember. chills. I got chills. You know, and I'm noticing, I've said this before, but I, just be, since you brought up your granddaughter, the, the children that are incarnating now come in bright very yeah. bright and shiny. There's no, and I wonder, I'm curious, you know, used to be my parents always thought they were teaching us, right? Yeah. Teaching their children. But I am so curious to see what these new beings that are, or old souls, depending, are here to teach us. You know, I really think the, that the kids that are coming in are not here to, oh. to learn from oh. their parents. They're here to show us the way into a brighter better. Totally, totally. I love that. And if you want, if you want to just take one quick second, I have an answer or a potential, potential. And this is kind of what, whoa, where's this coming from? But let's listen, let's pay attention. If you let me screen share quickly, I'll show you a potential place for our answer. Oh, here we go. Everybody. Just uh, quickly. Hold on, I gotta undo. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Here she is. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, I love that picture, Adam, of your okay. of your grandbaby reading your book. Oh, that's brilliant. What is what is she saying to us about this piece of our lives to? You know, to be in the curiosity. Be in the curiosity. Thank Let's you for be that. Curious together. Let's explore what's out there. So, <laughs> and have fun doing it. Have fun. Well, and that's pretty much what life really is supposed to be about instead of us getting so serious and yeah. acquiring and all that. So, can we go back to um, the paradox of some of these yeah. principles? Because when I was reading the one about, fear. Yeah. And I can't find it now. I thought I had marked everything. Oh, so carefully, but it talked about fear helps you practice true forgiveness. And that, that pulled me up short because so many people are in fear right now of pandemic of, you know, whatever the sky is falling. And, um, but to see that as an opportunity to practice forgiveness, I never, I did not ever put those two together. Well, I, I I love that you're you're bringing this up because right now there is a there's a proliferation of fear. The let's you know we used to think of you know they talk about all this war on this or that, and we had these levels of whatever they came up with the orange level, this level. Right. Well, the fear level is quite high right now. I think I think we we probably would agree on that. Mm-hmm. And I think many, many of, uh, of your listeners and people that you are doing your great work with, Suzanne, are also feeling tremendous fear. 
So it's like, how do we lessen this grip of fear? How do we, and what do we really, what are we fearing? Of course, it begs some big questions. And of course, the, what we fear the most uh, is the unknown, of course, death, but we fear the unknown. So if you think about it, there is so much uncertainty in our world today. There's seemingly the, this, the, the COVID, the you know, climate change, our younger generations are going, what, what the F, right. what are we doing? Right. You know, wh- who do we trust? Can we even trust our, our, our government? Can we, you know, all these things are like, every, whatever it is, there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of, of, of mistrust, which invokes fear because then we don't know what's going on. And there's right. nothing more tricky than fear in our own inner um, psychology. So what I put forth is this um, idea of not just forgiveness as we know it, um, which is a more, we traditionally think of forgiveness. Well, something happened to me or I did something to somebody else. And this is not to be diminished to anybody that's had a physical or violent abuse or any kind of trauma at all. I, I, I honor that and I feel that and I hold you in your heart. It's only to say, Um, to put forth, is it not time to free ourselves from our past and really leap into our future? And in the true forgiveness process that comes forth in the book, this is a way to move beyond our fear of even letting go of what happened. In other words, if we don't know what the future is, think about that, Susan, for a second. We don't know what the unknown is unknown. We don't even know, but we fear it. So we hold on to our past experiences. I mean, just think about all the people that are in relationships. And in particular, I have a deep empathy or compassion. Let me say compassion for for a lot of the women and fatherless homes. And these are places that, uh, that I can, you know, only as a man begin to grasp. And I have a lot of empathy for these kind of situations. And at the same time, we hold on to stuff that no longer serves us. We stay in the same patterns, right? So we fear even letting, we fear the unknown so much in our future that we hang on to the past. And that's better, even if it's misery or difficult or disease or death or all that comes with it. So forgiveness offers us a way to go right through our own fears by recognizing not for what is going on or what happened in our lives, but for recognizing what did not happen and what is not happening in this moment, in this time. And what is not happening is we forget we are forgetting that place of our interconnectivity. We're forgetting that place of our oneness with each other, the oneness with our own soul connection, our oneness with the quantum field. And in that, we know that we have this interconnectivity of that love frequency that you talk yes. about. So hopefully that makes some sense about the paradox between fear and forgiveness and why we don't let go and, you know, these kind of things, because this is a time to choose, is it not? Right now, it's the time to choose. It's, yeah. And it's interesting what you just said, Adam, because it explains to me holding on to my unforgiveness, 
also, ex and, and saying that it's the things that we didn't get to do or didn't get to be, yeah. um, explains, for me at least, the, uh, the waves of sorrow I experience still of what, what happened or what didn't happen. And they come up and hit me, you know, I mean, it's like, I'm just strolling on the beach and then here comes this sorrow knocking me over. Um, and it's interesting too, because I was listening to a, a Michael Singer podcast mm -hmm. earlier and he was talking about if you hold on, which is what I think you're saying, if you hold on to your wounding, it, it it's not, it doesn't help you. It doesn't benefit you. It, it, so if you're un, if you are holding on to your unforgiveness or so to speak, then you're just continuing to uh, adversely affect yourself and well, cause hundred percent. I mean, you might, you might as you're on a sinking ship and let me just yeah. be blunt and straightforward about it. And that's what I think this is kind of the straight talk that we're we're all asking for because you know one of the key teachings and things i bring forth in the divine genius is you know to see things how they are not for how we want them to be and that's and, hard for people oh that's people tough to, they don't even want to look i mean a lot no. of women don't even look in the mirror because they're in such judgment of a wrinkle or a whatever you know that they're not even willing to face themselves internally right i mean in on the men's side that where we feel tremendous shame mm. and unworthy to really be the men that the men that we are here to be to really show up more in our fullest capacity instead of earth conquering but to really in a greater service to the feminine and all these other things now i some people may not engage with that but this is this is a, this is a powerful moment this is a choice point moment on our planet and the, you know i love the conversation with you susan because i i think if anything we're it's the invitation to the love frequency we all get that but the idea is okay what are we doing when we have those waves in those moments of sadness what are we how are we moving to that and how can forgiveness as put forth in divine genius the unlearning curve offers us a way through that because it's about forgiving what am i forgiving? i love it so we think, oh, I'm, I can give something. And what returns, by the way, is you, we receive a letting go of the past, of the trauma, of the pain. And that no longer guides us, no longer pushes us, but now we're being pulled yes. into our destiny, which is another wisdom teaching. Very powerful. Yes, very powerful. So uh, so let's talk about the wisdom teaching about destiny. You have one on purpose, one on, on destiny. Let's, let's talk about that. Adam. Sure. Yeah. Uh, happy to. And just to kind of give a quick little snapshot of those teachings, and then we'll, let's try dive in a little bit, you know, on any of them or wherever we, wherever we're going to go today, but it, what it's, you know, it's, it's, it's forgiveness it's purpose, it's death, it's the life force. I love the G, I love the life force because when we go from death to the life force, we're reborn, we let go, we're reborn. We have peace, we have love, we have function, we have destiny, we have divine being, we have divine doing, we have involution. 
folks. Whoa, this is the word. descent of the divine, the power of the universe that we can move through us. And then ultimately we have evolution and unification. So these are rich, rich teachings. And the, in the book, I offer insights in a process to engage and to really reveal your divine genius. But destiny is something that I love to, to, to connect with because it's important, especially you know, in our human form, so to speak, in this journey, we feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I have nothing to add to the world. Oh, I'm this life. I feel like I'm the victim of this life. In other words, life is happening to me. I am subject to fate. My DNA says, my genetic line says, my mother said, my father said, ba, 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 ba. But yes, wait a second. There's more to this idea of faith. So what do we do? We create context and we look at destiny. And guess what? The beauty of our destiny is every single one of us has a destiny. And it's a function of one thing. It's a function of being a co-creator with your destiny. You get to decide your destiny. You get to show up and say, I want to write that story. Yes, I get the faded piece, but I want to move. It's like, what's moving me, pulling me forward or what's kind of holding me back and I'm stuck in. And I get a lot of questions around this, Susan, because our data and our climate change and our biological changes that are happening are extraordinary and it's very daunting but guess what we have a destiny and the great news is we get to write the outcome to that story so destiny invites each of us to write that outcome and i i, I think you're that. writing a good one i, I like where you are right? oh thank you and as you were talking adam i heard quite clearly that the the ultimate destiny is to really integrate into oneness, into the all, into the high consciousness. And, and we can do that while we're still incarnated on this planet by doing exactly what you're saying, writing our own destiny. And I would invite everybody, you know, to make sure you're doing it from a conscious place within yourself. Yes. Not what, not, you know, and I know this is not what you're saying, but <clears throat> not what society's telling us. It is daunting. These are daunting times. And Adam, you were at some point in your book, um, your teachers, your spiritual uh, masters and teachers said that um, you have messages of the coming era or you are receiving messages about the co coming era, which I think is what we're just living through right now. Right. Well, thank you for that. And, um, you know, I just love and inspired by our shared destiny. So that is a little bit of insight to uh, how, how, what I want to share with you around your question Awesome. <laughs> of those, of those insights. And, um, and ultimately, um, I'm subscribed to a life view, a living view of the elegance of the universe, but of course the absolute stunning um, beauty and intricacies of uh, Mother Earth and 
our biological and psychological connection and ecological connection with Mother Earth and each other. And what's extraordinarily happening, what's happening right now that I find it's extraordinary is that we as human beings, you know, not simply have the destiny and the co-creative ability to write our destiny individually and collectively, Susan, but what's extraordinary that I think is happening is that we've received an invitation and that invitation comes uh, directly from uh, Mother Earth, from Gaia. And she is inviting us all to come into uh, what I would describe as um, a, well, let's just say it's a divine dance with her into a deeper connection and a deeper intimacy of ourselves but and each other, but with the earth. And what is she offering in her invitation? And because when we're in symbiosis, when we're in a place of equanimity, of wholeness, of our divine mind and our divine genius in that connection with each other and earth, we're able to receive um, these messages. And what I found in my journey and in coming into equanimity, and when I'm in that presence, of course, I get rocked out of it uh, regularly. <laughs> it invites me to be, be in my own forgiveness. But the point is, is in that nature that we're being invited to primarily by Mother Nature during these times of, 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 of punctuated evolution, which means the rate of change is happening in a very short period of time, and 68% of our biodiversity is, is died off. It's an invitation for us to quantum leap into our greater potentiality. And what Mother Nature, she has the answer, she knows. And the answer that she says is, come in and attune to what is known in, in, in ecological science is a segment of that called um, is called um, biomimicry. So come into a mimic, mimic, mimic mother nature. And here's the power of what she's offering. And I believe this is our moment of truth to embrace this moment of regeneration. Wow. We in our, we in our biological nature are regenerative machines. Right. I mean, just think about ourselves is incredible this human operating system and how we're able to rewire the malleability the malleability uh, of our of our brains and our belief systems and you know all this extraordinary work that you're doing as well as others during this time but the regenerative nature holds the greatest fertility and potency to to really leap into quantum leap into that genius quantum leap into abundance the abundance of our lives to to move beyond the simple des this design and this mindset of ego and this idea that we're separate which is absolutely ludicrous and insane that we are from each other in nature to really leap into that so this idea of regeneration is what i'm seeing that's coming in yeah. I'm not a person of prophecy right. or an oracle of any sorts because I'm a determinist. In other words, in the way that you can determine the outcome of your destiny, that we can do that together. And that is yet to be written. And we get to co-create that destiny. And I believe regeneration is the ace card that we hold as humanity.
I love that. I love that. You have totally captured my imagination, Adam. So how, what's, how do, how does one begin to utilize a regeneration, regenerative process within themselves, but then also to then send it out to others and send it out to the earth. I mean, this can be a non-local quantum thing, right? Yes. And it's not just, and like with the earth, it's not just, okay, make sure you recycle, right? There's, this is a bigger concept. <laughs> yeah, make sure you don't create the need to recycle. <laughs> so I get, I get, I love that. I love where you're, where you are with that, Susan, and it's so spot on. Because um, the the and there's a lot there. There's a lot. There is a bit to unpack. And I'm and I and I lost my train of thought exactly where I want to go with that. But my my sense is 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 first and foremost, instead of getting in the how of our impact, the how to get off into the world with what to do with that. You know, a lot of people are searching. Well, what's my purpose? Well, what's your impact in the world really? What's your mission? And you know, uh, 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 and we have these missions, and we have these places that we're here to share our gifts and genius, right? But most importantly, we want to ground that. We want to ground that in this three D body. You know, yeah, it would have been yeah. easy for me to hang out in a teepee or a temple or in a jungle for a long damn time, maybe lifetimes. But no, that wasn't what spirit said. It says, you know, you've got work to do here. Hang out with Susan today. Yeah, so here we go. And the idea of this is something that you do so well in your work. And that is, you know, really, you know, really dialing people into higher frequencies of, of wavelength through meditation practices. And, you know, on my insight timer, which is a great app for those of you that haven't checked it out, I have, I've got a few things there. But one of the things there is this manifestation meditation. And what I love about this idea of tuning into this greater abundant field of the, of, of the quantum field is how we in this 3D body, when we can, our physicality, our psychology, and all this beauty that we are, how we can attune ourselves through a, a, a meditative practice, moving through the higher frequencies of alpha and beta and delta and gamma, you know, all these higher abilities that we have in our meditative state. And I share actually one of those, um, that part of, that's part of the journey that I share in, in the divine genius in this 81 day journey that I went on, but it, it brings us to a place of aligning our heart and our mind in this physical world with the abundance of the quantum field. And yes. in that connection place, this is what we're talking about, how to step through and into that greater place of manifestation. Is that making some sense? Am I? Yes, um, it does. Well, it makes yeah. sense to me. I, yeah. It makes sense to me. It's, it, it, it's kind of like a no brainer to me, Adam. But um, so I want to talk about one more of the, uh, of the wisdom teachings that sure. you brought in. And it was, and, and you said in the book, you were kind of fascinated that this came early in the teachings. Let's talk about death because that's every, that's part of the, the, the runaround that everybody's been doing for the last two right. years. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to die. My friends are going to die. Everybody's dying. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about death. <laughs> let's talk about it because you, we both and every one of us know that there's, 
you know, nothing more terrified. It's consistently voted the number one fear, and that's the fear of, of death. Yeah. And um, that exploration uh, forms the formed the basis of the book that I wrote because in the early parts of the book, early on, I asked the question, can you get out of this lifetime alive? Which is an amazing question. Profound What's your question. Answer? What, did you, what did they tell you? <laughs> profound, it's profound in its implications, but it's, all, it's, it's, it's extraordinary in its outcome. So long as you have the ability which we all do, so long as we take the choice to choose to die consciously now. And let me explain, please. Yes, please. Because when we think of death, we think of, of course, our physical body. Mm -hmm. Everything, as we know, in the physical world will die, including the sun. That's not the point. The point is, what does that tell us about dying consciously? It tells us that, oh my gosh, if we think that life is only about birthing and dying in this physicality, then we will die. Then that, then that, that's, that's, that is such a small part of the human experience. So that means that we are identifying strictly as a body. When in fact, that's not true. I found that out to not be true. I uh -huh. found it out through experience. This isn't head stuff. This is deep knowledge. This is transcendent wisdom coming from ancient cultures and, and, and wisdom keepers as well as, as well as the great bodhisattvas and teachers that are with us today. So in that journey of conscious death, we, I said, oh my gosh, Susan, I'm not going to wait to my last breath to, to decide there must be something else. There must be something greater to my life journey. So I asked that early on and it became the, the quest for the grail, as I said, the quest to return back to the castle, uh, the old story of the grail knights and the Merlin and all of that stuff. But ultimately I did realize it, uh, get a load of this. It wasn't back to the kingdom of heaven. It was back to the queendom. That wow. there was this magnificence of this great divine feminine that holds the capacity of the kingdom in its totality and that we cannot have one without the other. So what was revealed in this journey of death is that, you know, as the old saying goes, that those who die presently are the ones that truly live. Now, I was paraphrasing that. Yes. But ultimately, the idea of this is, okay, folks, we've heard it a million times on this path. We must surrender. We must let go of all that no longer serves us. Yes. Yes, that's true. And yes, we must die away to be reborn. We have the greatest gift ever in our human capacity. And that's the gift and the ability to transform our lives. And in the old Mayan cosmology, that was referred to as kime, death, the archetype of death. The mm -hmm. angel of death. But death is not just death, right? Death is dying and being reborn. Dying and being reborn is, is transformation. Yes. We are evolutionary forces. 
that have the consciousness to transform our lives, everything about it, our biology, our psychology, uh, all of it, we have that power by choosing to die away from all that no longer serves us. And the beauty of my work with A Course of Miracles, it identifies one thing, not all of those jillions of things out there and every one thing, there's one problem and there is one solution. And this is a choice. And that one problem is simply our choice for and this idea, and I emphasize idea, this thought that we could be separate from each other, that we could be separate than earth, that we could be separate than from the universe. That one thought has created the world that we live in, the lives we live. That one thought has created the heap of mess yeah. that we are in. So I'm going on a little bit too much here, but that one thought of letting that die away, it is the core of the genius process that says we need seek nothing. It lies, the power lies within us as individuals. We have that power, no guru, no teacher, no priest, no nothing else. We've got that power to look right at that thought, to look at that thought, where that thought originated from, and go back in our lives, have the power to go back and choose a new thought. And that new thought is the one that expresses our genius, that expresses our divine mind, our Buddha mind, our whatever that is for you, our interconnectivity with spirit, whatever that means. But it's choosing, uh, making another choice. But we must die to do that. You know, it's so, it's interesting. I so appreciate you explaining this, Adam, because in my inner personal journey and struggles, you know, I, I'm, well, being a redhead, uh, you know, I tend to go kicking and screaming. You can't make me, don't tell me. Uh, uh, uh. And I do that, I do that, you know, huge hang on twist thing until I finally let go and then recognize that all of that was unnecessary. Right because there was nothing against me. There was no one that right. wasn't there for me. It was just me uh, battling my inner, my inner demons that did need to be slayed. You mentioned yeah. that word early, early in our conversation that just needed to be slayed and, you know, done off with well, our heads kind of thing. I just so I'm inspired by your courage, Susan, because, you know, oh. the, you know, it seems Oh, that's so evident. That's so uh, obvious to us. And yet the, 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 the path to that as a process, you know, some people want to take the medicine and just kind of blow it all up. Oh, I can take the pill type of thing, but right. it, it, no, that's not necessarily the case. Maybe a few can, can, can or to do that. And, the, but, and, and, the, and there's a great potential danger in doing that because you could, we can blow the fuses of this incredible, you know, elegant machine we call the human body. But ultimately what I, what I suggest is more of a pathway, a gentle pathway that, in, 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 that invites us because what I found is that it's very layered. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just am in a deeper layer right now with two of my, two of my three daughters and really layering in a new place of presencing. 
And yet it, it, it is invokes fear in my life because it means I have to let go. I have to, I have to let go of even more parts of the story that was created through my, through my own pain and our death of our, um, of our marriage. And then, then, and so it, 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 it's, it can be scary and it can be challenging, but there's a pathway forward. There's a pathway to move through this. And that's why I, you know, my, my wrote this book to help bring that forth. And you're doing this great work around, you know, this idea of empowered life. And, 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 and I, and I, and I just love that we're here in, empowering each other you're empowering me so thank you oh thank you didn't you didn't i tell you guys he's just adorable and luscious awesome so adam uh the book is called divine genius the unlearning curve by adam hall where can they get the book and do you have a website for people to investigate more of what you do or find your insight timer meditations well, absolutely. I, I most certainly, as it relates to the book, you can get that on, um, on Amazon worldwide. It's out in Kindle, paperback, hardback, and audio starting next week. Ooh, so you can get that and you can enjoy that journey in that book. And of course, you can also go to my website, www.adamhall.solutions. That's www.adamhall.solutions. And by the way, on that website, I am offering this free little ebook. It's a great little book. It's called The Little Book of Genius, Wisdom for Abundance. Isn't it time, Susan, that we end this lack and lack mentality, this scarcity mentality? And so this little book of genius offers this wisdom for abundance. And it shares these 13 wisdom teachings, by the way affirmations, some practices. And so that's available on the site. If you don't do anything, just do that, get that and bring that home. It's a neat little flip book. It's digital. It's easy. And it's also inspiring and it, it, it can help uplift us during these times seemingly uh, that are great challenge. So those are the two best resources. And of course I'm on insight timer and then doing a couple great events coming up uh, later, later in October and, and, and in the end of the year. So there's a lot of exciting things that are now emerging. Okay. So I, we'll have all that information in our show notes. So if you didn't catch it, when Adam was saying it, they're there and you can go find all of that. So Adam, I just want to say thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your journey and the wisdom that you have uh, been given, that you continue to follow. Thank you so much for being a light in the world. I so greatly appreciate it. Well, I'm excited to be here with you. I'm honored and grateful for you to take take the time and 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 all, and all of your listeners for taking the moment to to tune in and to, for yourself and of course yourself and that greater expression of who we all are as geniuses is a greater service to our our our, our planet. And, uh, and our little Jadas, our little, our children and our grandchildren that are mo- emerging in the world. And you know, coming up in October, we're doing a global one this week and it's a beautiful event. It's very powerful and profound. We did some good talks. I did a talk with Bruce Lipton and Alberto Vialdo and Lynn Love. McTaggart and Shamanine Jane, a brilliant, brilliant woman. And just, uh, just really, really powerful things in connection because this is our time. And, you know, as we've been sharing a little bit about regeneration, 
let's do this together. We're not alone. We get to do the ride together and, and have a have a good time, if you ask me. Thank you. Well, I'm happy to be on the ride with you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. So that's it for today. See you next time.